0: Hello, and welcome back to Mental Health Spot. This is Oli speaking, and this is my second episode. Before we dive right in, I want to go ahead and give that disclaimer that if you are under the age of 18, you should probably consult your parent or guardian before continuing to listen, as this may address some mature adult content. Thank you. Let's do this. So, I decided that I want to focus episode two on the reasons why I became a therapist. So I'm going to give you a little bit of background on all the decisions I made throughout my life, all of my career choices um, throughout my life, if you will. And I want you guys to see if you can make a connection because I feel like I definitely have. So I know that in my previous recording, I talked a little bit about how I've known since I was 13 that I want to be a therapist. Well, that's the absolute truth. But before that, I had other ideas. So let me share them with you. Okay. When I was about five, I decided, you know what? I want to be a nun because I don't like boys. Boys have cooties. If I'm a nun, my mom says I never have to get married. So I'm going to be a nun and I'm just going to praise God. Once I realized that I no longer thought boys had cooties, that was around seven, I dumped that idea and decided, no, I want to be a teacher. I want to help people learn and grow. And so that was the plan up until I watched the movie Twister. I watched the movie Twister and decided, forget all that. I am going to be a tornado chaser that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna chase tornadoes I'm gonna get inside the tornadoes and I'm gonna figure out how they work and I'm gonna stop them from happening altogether that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna stop them from taking people's lands people's homes and from taking people period And then when I realized, nah, that ain't gonna work. I have way too much anxiety for that. I can't even go on the shallow end of the pool without freaking out. I turned 13 and I was in seventh grade and people would come to me all the time to talk about their problems. All of my peers would approach me, Olivia, what do you think I should do here? They would approach me for support, for validation, for reassurance. And I was happy to give it. And I realized how it made me feel inside to make other people feel better. And once I realized that for me, there was no better feeling than that, I said, This is what I'm doing. I'm going to become a therapist. I did start seeing a therapist of my own for the first time at 13. I was going through some issues with bullying at school. I was having a very hard time. And so I went and found it helpful. And so when I went and found it helpful, that just further solidified for me that I was on the right track. I grew up and everyone tried to talk me out of it, everyone. No, you're not going to get paid enough. No, you're too sensitive. You're too soft-hearted. You're going to take everyone's problems home with you. You can't do it. You won't be able to handle it. Pick something else. Pick something more practical, Olivia. And so I started to listen to people, and I started to let people get in my ear. And I changed my mind. And I said, you know what, I'll just become a lawyer. I like to read. I'm good at it. I have good memorization and retention skills. Let's just go to law school. And then one of my best friend's moms, shout out to my, uh, to my bestie. She knows who she is. She said to me, Olivia, I just don't see you being a lawyer. Not because you're not smart enough, because I know that you are, but because you're just so compassionate and so loving and so kind. And this is not to put down lawyers, by the way. Um, I don't believe that all lawyers are the same. I think that there's some very caring, loving lawyers out there. Um, but for certain jobs, and I wanted to be a criminal lawyer, prosecution, you have to be really Really tough, you know, really assertive. And if you know me at all, you know that assertiveness is something that I struggle with. And so, shout out to lawyers for, you know, having that strength or finding a way to muster it in difficult moments because I couldn't make that meeting, obviously, because I changed my mind, right? So, I listened to my best friend's mom and I was like, she's right. This isn't for me. This is not where my heart is I would do a good job I would get through law school but it's not where my heart is and so I'm like you know what fine I'll just do journalism or I'll just become a writer I'll, I'll write for a magazine that was back when magazines were like a thing I mean there's still some out there but they've become more and more obsolete and and then I was like no that's not where my heart is And so I went back to therapy because that's where my heart was. And so here I am, master's level therapist. Mental health counseling is my concentration, working with kids, adolescents, and their families. And I am so happy to be doing what I'm doing. My heart is full every single day, especially when you see the change. When you work with a client and you see the change, you notice the differences from the beginning when they had those maladaptive behaviors to the middle of treatment, toward the ending of treatment, where you start to see that they catch themselves and they develop this insight and this self-awareness. It's so special to see, to know that, you know, as a therapist, you had a role in that. Anyway, I digress. The point is, you want to know why I decided to become a therapist. There's a couple of reasons. As I said earlier, it's where my heart was. I always knew I wanted to help people feel better emotionally. I also always wanted to be that person for people that I felt that I did not have. Growing up. Don't get me wrong. I was very lucky to have. A handful of people that were. Very special. One of them being. My best friend who passed. I had some people that were very supportive. In my life. But when it came down to the adults in my life. The primary adults. And shout out to my parents because. I know they did the best they could. I did not feel that I received the validation or the reassurance or the pep talks that I needed. And so I had to figure them out for myself most of the time or through watching Full House. Full House for me was a show that did a fine job of modeling positivity, positive Effective communication and conflict resolution. That is where I learned it at such an early age. Because if you see my parents, you'll see, although good people, I am nothing like them. My parents are not super expressive, open with their feelings, vulnerable, affectionate people. I really do blame Full House for being the equivalent of Barney the Dinosaur. I do have a friend whose aunt calls me Barney. I think it's very fitting, actually. Um, I've always been very open with my feelings. Very expressive. Very affectionate. I've always been able to tell people how I feel about them. I've always been able to communicate my needs, my thoughts, my feelings. I've always had a lot of awareness into my thoughts, my feelings. And so... I also always felt that I, I've had this ability to sort of read people's emotions. And I think when you grow up in an environment, I don't know if any of you agree with this. When you grow up in an environment, I'm not going to get emotional. (laughs) Although I guess it would be appropriate to get emotional. It would help me connect with you guys, but... When you grow up in an environment where the people around you are very inconsistent and unpredictable, for the purposes of survival, you become very good at reading people's emotions. And so, since I was a child, I've been very good at picking up on people's emotions, people's moods, what people are thinking. Particularly, particularly the closer I am to people, the more I'm able to do that. But even if I'm not close to you, I can do it to an extent. But if we're close and there's a lot of emotional intimacy in our relationship, I will be able to have a very good understanding of what you're thinking, how you feel, what kind of mood you're in, what your triggers are, even if I don't tell you, I know. And I believe it's because of the way that I grew up. I grew up around a lot of inconsistency, a lot of unpredictability. And so it just gives you this sort of keen awareness into how people are feeling. Just for survival, in order to survive, you have to figure out how the people around you are feeling. And so I became a therapist so that I could use that that gift to read people's emotions as well because I'm there I'm very good at it and so why not put it to good use to help my clients become better versions of themselves i became a therapist to help others heal and to heal in the process and Ask any therapist, you will hear them say their experience is not only a healing one for the client, but it's healing for them because you heal your inner child as you are helping others heal. I have done a lot of healing and growing in this career. I am very grateful for that it's pretty much gotten to the point where there's nothing anybody can tell me about myself that I wouldn't already know. I've always been sensitive and sentimental. But it's gotten to the point where I have gotten so good at taking feedback and this career kind of forces you into that. I've always been a good communicator. My skills have only gotten better. I've always been good at expressing feelings and receiving the feelings of others. But I wasn't always very good at taking feedback from others. Not that I became angry because I'm not an angry person, but I would take it very personally. Where now, if someone's like, Oli, you know, these are my thoughts on X, Y, and Z, I'm like, okay, I, I can take it now. And I think becoming a therapist does that for you. That's why I feel like everyone should just go through the training, even if you don't want to be a therapist, because it really is life changing. It forces you to really, really take a look within to the point where someone will tell you, hey, you're like this sometimes. And you'll be like, I know I'm working on that. So I became a therapist to use my gift My gift of reading other people's emotions. I became a therapist because that's where my heart is. My heart is with other people. It always has been. It always will be. My heart is with helping others heal. And I became a therapist so that I can help everyone get one step closer to their healing process. And so that I can do the same for me. For my wounded inner inner child. This is going to be my first and only take of this episode. I'm trying to be okay with being imperfect. So if I tumble over words. Or make a mistake. Or use the wrong word. I want to be okay with it. At least for this episode. Because I have a very hard time with falling short and being imperfect. And we'll talk about that more (laughs) as uh, my podcast progresses. But I also became a therapist to help me make sense of my own life, of my own fucked up life. I shouldn't say that about my life because my life has been a blessing and there's been very um, positive aspects to my life, but I have endured some difficulties and some challenges. And I think I just became a therapist to make sense of that and to make sense of the people around me and why they do the things they do and why they are the way they are. But my primary, 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 I'm going to leave it, I'm going to leave it. I'm not doing this again. My primary motivation is because... There's nothing like the joy I feel with giving back to other people and knowing that I had a hand at making someone feel better. So is that motivated by self-interest? Partially. But it's also motivated by selflessness and by a deep love for humanity. It can all exist together. At least I believe that. And so, do you see the pattern? I wanted to be a nun. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a tornado chaser, a therapist, a lawyer, a journalist. I feel like they all have something in common, which is the need to create, the need to fix, the need to make better, to improve. There's definitely a correlation as far as I'm concerned. So I hope this gave you a little bit more insight into why I decided to become a therapist. And I will be talking more about it as this podcast goes on and progresses. I look forward to everyone's feedback. This is episode two. I'm really excited about this podcast. I'm really excited that so many people have listened already. It means the world to me that people feel that I have something useful and meaningful to say so with that said I'll see y'all for the next episode